Hi, this is Teresa from Books to the Ceiling. We're getting close to Halloween, so let's take a ride with a group of jazz musicians about to play a creepy-looking place in the year 1925. What's that you say? It kind of looks like Dracula's castle? Love it. Today we're going to talk about What the Walls Know by Sky Alexander. In October 1925, four New York City jazz musicians traveled to a spooky castle near Gloucester, Massachusetts to perform at a Halloween birthday party for an occultist and his eccentric friends, including an astrologer, a tarot card reader, and a wizard. On the first night of their stay, a Ouija board predicts the murder of one of the guests, a medium who swindled grieving people by pretending to communicate with their departed loved ones. When Lizzie Crane, a beautiful and talented chanteuse, hears strange voices behind the castle's walls, she begins snooping into the mysterious death and nearly loses her own life in the process. Now here is an excerpt from What the Walls Know, October 1925, Gloucester, Massachusetts. Are you sure Dracula doesn't live here? Melody asked as they approached the Halcyon Castle. The pretty blonde musician peered nervously out the window of Sydney's Buick like a child watching a horror movie through her fingers. Don't be a silly goose. Lizzie chided her 19-year-old friend. That's just stuff and nonsense designed to keep you awake all night. Brom Stoker has made a bundle scaring girls like you with his wicked tales. But, she had to admit, the Gothic Revival Castle, perched on a rocky bluff overlooking the ocean, exuded doom and gloom. The estate sat on an isolated promontory that jutted into the North Atlantic with only a single winding driveway leading in and out. Two ferocious-looking metal dragons guarded the entry gate. The chilly drizzle and drifting fog made the place seem even more eerie. Lizzie stared up at the castle's turrets with their slit-like windows, while thoughts of Anne Boleyn and other imprisoned ladies rose in her mind. "'Well, I think it's exciting,' said Bert, the young horn player who joined their group only a month ago after the murder of their previous saxophonist. Melody hugged her arms across her chest and scrunched down in the back seat. "'Well, I think it's creepy.' "'Well, I think it's quite dramatic and theatrical, don't you, Sydney?' Lizzie asked her longtime friend, who sat beside her gripping the steering wheel as he assessed the situation. "'It's a job, and a high-paying one at that,' he said flatly. The dragon-guarded gate swung open to admit them. No sooner had they crossed through it than it shut behind them with a loud clang. Despite her appreciation of drama, Lizzie felt apprehension rise in her chest. As Sidney shifted his prized 1925 Buick convertible into second gear, she realized they were cut off now from the mainland, trapped on the peninsula. Beneath them, waves broke on the rocky neck. Sidney drove another 50 yards until he came to a moat of foaming seawater spanned by a narrow wooden bridge. Fog slithered around them, veiling the way. Cautiously, he inched across the wet planks into the castle's parking area where gas lamps struggled to cut through the thick evening mist. 
Waving her hand dismissively, Lizzie said with more confidence than she felt, Anyway, Stoker wrote all of that Dracula stuff more than 25 years ago, and no one's produced a vampire yet. There's nothing to worry about. Leaving the motor car's engine running, Sidney grabbed his umbrella and stepped out into the drizzle. Wait here until I find out what's what. I'm coming with you, Lizzie said. She pulled her cloche hat tight over her bobbed hair and turned up the collar of her rubber slicker. They picked their way carefully across the slippery paving stones to a portico lit by a dim yellow lamp. Sidney grabbed a door knocker shaped like a gargoyle and banged on an oak door studded with hand-cut iron nails. After waiting a minute or so, he knocked again. This time, a panel the size of a sheet of writing paper slid open behind a metal grate and someone eyed them from within. Good evening, I'm Sidney Somerset and this is Elizabeth Crane. We're with the Troubadours from New York City. When the person behind the grate didn't respond, he said, We're entertainers. Mr. Duncan Fox invited us here to perform for his guests this week. The panel slammed shut. They waited a bit longer. Then Sidney hammered on the door again. Do you think we're in the wrong place? Lizzie asked. She brushed at the wet sleeves of her raincoat and turned to go back to the auto. There couldn't possibly be two places like this in Gloucester, Massachusetts, but it is rather odd. I telephoned Mr. Fox yesterday to let him know when to expect us. Just then, the door creaked open on its iron hinges. A man with frazzled gray hair, a cardigan sweater buttoned haphazardly over his ample belly, stood staring out at them with intense, dark eyes. A crimson scarf circled his neck, and wire-rimmed spectacles perched on his nose. As he stepped back to let them enter, a broad smile lit up his face. "'Entrez-vous,' he said heartily and held out his hand. "'I'm Duncan Fox, your delighted host. "'So good of you to come. "'You must forgive my sister's manners. "'Francis is the skeptical sort. "'Doesn't trust anyone. <laughs> "'Not even me.'" And that was an excerpt from What the Walls Know. This book is on pre-order right now, but don't worry, I'll leave a link to it in the podcast notes. Here's a little more about our author. Sky Alexander is the author of nearly 50 fiction and nonfiction books. Her stories have appeared in anthologies internationally, and her work has been published in more than a dozen languages. In 2003, she co-founded Level Best Books with fellow authors Kate Flora and Susan Oleksiu. The first novel in her Lizzie Crane mystery series, Never Try to Catch a Falling Knife, set in 1925, was published in 2021. The second, What the Walls Know, is scheduled for release in November 2022. Skye lives in Texas with her black Manx cat, Zoe. Here's where you can catch up with Skye Alexander. Her website is skyalexander.com, and please take note, Skye has an E on the end. Her Facebook is skye.alexander.92, and Sky is also on Goodreads. That's all we have this week on Books to the Ceiling. Thank you so much for stopping by, and we hope to see you next week. Do you believe in ghosts? If you do, 
check out A Dash of Murder, the first book in the Pecan Bayou series. This is a mystery for ghost hunters. When Betsy's Aunt Maggie wants to drag her along on a ghost hunting excursion at the local abandoned tuberculosis hospital, she isn't sure if she quite believes in ghosts. When she comes upon a fresh spirit in the form of a body, she starts to rethink about what is really haunting the hospital. Betsy has to solve the murder in spite of her father, who was a lieutenant on the Pecan Bayou Police Force. Town citizens are worried about the effect of the occult on their children. And there's a handsome stranger from Dallas. Betsy is the happy hinter. She writes helpful hints for the local newspaper. And she knows things like how you get blood out of a silk blouse, which comes in pretty handy in her mystery-solving adventures. Get to know Betsy, her family, and all of the fun characters from Pecan Bayou, Texas. Recipes and helpful hints are included in the back of the book. A Dash of Murder is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and many other online retailers.